Joining us now, the general manager for the Utah Jazz, Justin Zanuck. What's going on, Justin? How are you? Hey, Jake. How are you? Good to be with you guys. Hey, we are, we're doing terrific. We're excited to have you on and uh, just kind of talk about how this summer has been for you. Of course, the promotion and then what, uh, what's happened with the roster. It's had to be very exciting. It's been eventful and exciting, I agree. Um, a lot of things going on here. The, the Millers have been so supportive for all of us in jazz basketball on the business side and the basketball side to give us every resource to go out and try to make, given the opportunities available, the best competitive team out there for our our great fans as well, for them to enjoy. And while it's hard to make assumptions about uh, the NBA, as you guys know, it changes on a daily basis. We feel that um, we're excited about the off-season changes and the players that have joined our team. Um, So an eventful summer, uh, We've got some more events going on with uh, some of our players participating in the World Cup, which we're excited for them and their opportunities to compete against some of the best players in the world and represent their countries. Uh, Donovan started practice today uh, with Team USA, and uh, so far so good. Dennis Lindsay and some of our coaches and health performance guys are down in Vegas. I'm back here in the office here in Salt Lake, and uh, we'll see how this goes. But uh, we're excited for these guys. Do you do you feel 100% comfortable having your star players involved in that kind of process, Justin, or do you get a little nervous? Uh, we support them, Gordon. Um, it's, an, it's a great opportunity for them, and as I said, they get to represent their countries, which is it's a great source of pride for them, and, and it is for us as, in the jazz organization. Um, we also know that our players, especially in the NBA, but with the culture that the Quinn and the Millers have created that our guys are in shape and prepare. They'll be ready. Um, they'll be ready for the start of the regular season and coming home after the world cup. Hopefully they advance far and play well with Joe in Australia and Rudy in France and Donovan in with team USA. And then they'll come back and be ready. Once the regular season begins, they'll be, be back a couple weeks before training camp. Is it something, speaking of Donovan Mitchell, Justin, you know, being down there in Vegas in the camp, competing against those players, playing for those coaches, is this is something that he really can parlay into improvement for the upcoming season? Certainly when you have a guy like Donovan who is competitive, uh, humble, and very curious about how to be better, there are no better opportunities than to compete against some of the best players in the world and, and have great coaching uh, with the Team USA program. And to just be in that experience for, you know, what could be, you know, a good month, month plus around those guys every day, um, you're always learning. And, and I'm, I, I know Donovan will use every opportunity to soak up as much as he can. And anytime you can pick up tips that that's a benefit for us too as well when we start the regular season. Justin, I've interviewed uh, the fellas in the front office with the Jazz long enough to know that you do things in a collective manner. But the fact that that you were promoted the way you were uh, right before everything got kind of, uh, what's the word, Jake, aggressive? Uh, as far as the jazz making moves and whatnot, is was are those two things connected? Look, I, I'm I, what I'll say is that we, you know, as you know, Gordon, with your deep experience with with our group, that we do everything collectively. We've continued to do that 
Um, I'll just say that uh, the Millers being very generous to me and my family and giving me an opportunity to stay and uh, continue to have a voice here um, was an unbelievable opportunity, something that I uh, am honored and humbled to have, as well as my family. We've fallen in love with the state of Utah and the city of Salt Lake, and uh, we've become Mountain West people, even though we've been raised in the Midwest. So that opportunity to continue to lend my voice to our very talented group in the front office and the coaching staff and obviously ownership and Steve Stark's leadership. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll default to that Gordon where, uh, while I, I get to do a few more things, um, get to talk to you guys. I'm honored and humbled. And I don't know if you can see the tongue sticking out of my cheek right now, but, uh, happy to, uh, Happy to uh, be with you guys and continue to be here in Utah for a while. Justin Zanuck with us, General Manager of the Utah Jazz. Uh, Justin, I want to talk to you a little bit about Mike Conley. Uh, Gordon and I had the chance to to have one-on-ones. Uh, it was great with uh, with Moutier and Ed Davis and, and Jeff Green and all those guys mentioned Mike as a big part of the reason that they wanted to play for the Utah Jazz. It seems like his acquisition is already having a, a big impact. I think so. Um, as you get to know Mike, he uh, – he has what we call jazz DNA. He's a unbelievable person, first and foremost, um, a professional that has uh, come from a very good defensive program and, and uh, has been raised in the NBA in the right way and taken advantage of it. And his ability to connect with teammates, with uh, colleagues around the NBA, it, it, it really seemed the, the comments from Ed and Jeff and Emmanuel and, and really across the NBA of how many guys have enjoyed playing and interacting with Mike. And yes, I think that's, that's paid dividends along with um, what we've been trying to build here. I'll tell you, Justin, a lot of times you hear various organizations give lip service to that kind of thing. But when we interviewed each one of these new members of the team, we thought exactly that. <laughs> that they really do fit what what you guys are practicing, what you preach here. We try, and again, you know, um, it starts with the Millers. It starts with our fan base where we have great resources to really be stewards for the organization and the state. So we try to practice what we preach and live it every day. And in the NBA, Gordon, as you know, players talk. Players know um, – what coaches are doing around the league, what facilities are like, how, how players are treated by organizations, um, regardless of market size. And, uh, you know, this was the right time for us. Uh, opportunities came up for our ability to acquire some players, either via trade or draft or free agency. And, and we put this group together, and we'll see what we do here in about a month and a half. Can I follow that up, Justin? As you had all these moving parts happening, how close did you come to other deals that didn't come to fruition, and how fluid was it? I think that comes with preparation, Gordon. I know you've heard Dennis talk about it a lot. Um, We try to operate on not only one, two, three, four, and five-year plans, but there are monthly plans, there are daily plans, and there are options outside of that. So rather than you always have plan A, B, C, and D, but you may be operating on two or three different levels 
continuously on parallel tracks so that it gives you a, the ability to be prepared for any scenario that you can't predict. And I think if someone just followed NBA Twitter or NBA development starting with uh, the moratorium starting June 30th, or frankly, even during the finals um, with how, how those, those things transpired. And then in, in the very beginning of free agency, something was coming almost every hour and we had to be prepared if we were going to be a player in free agency to have those plans set and just, not have to think about it, that we have our boards and, and go after it and see if we can convert it. Justin, can you talk about the the recruitment, I guess, uh, for lack of a better term, of Bojan Bogdanovich? I was I was really impressed uh, to hear him talk about uh, how excited he was for his role on the team and he felt like uh, there was a need for him here. And it seemed uh, to me like that that was the reason he came. What was the, the sales pitch for him? And, and talk about his the process of landing him. Well, I think, you know, a lot of those things can come together quickly in free agency. There's so many decisions that players have to make on a on a quick basis. But, again, players do their homework as well. Um, I think if you take a step back and, and look at the Jazz organization, the state of Utah, our fans, uh, our ownership support, um, the style of play in which we play, uh, it was simply a matter of I think he – he knew from 10,000 feet what he thought he was. And then I think his conversations with coach Snyder and um, talking with other players, as I said, players talk uh, throughout the year about the type of organization that the Millers have allowed us to create. Um, I think those are easy things. And he, he sees that, you know, we're in the top five every year and open shots created and our need for offense and spacing and to play off, other very good players and, uh, you know, a great defensive anchor and Rudy. Frankly, I think it's an easy sell. Um, and Boyan is a, an intelligent, hardworking player who's really come along. Uh, I think he's just entering his prime and having that opportunity for him to want to come here to Utah uh, and, and the city of Salt Lake, uh, we're excited about it. We couldn't be happier to have him. So you bring in these guys. So the questions then become, Justin, how will Mike Conley's presence help the other guys? How will Donovan Mitchell be a better player because Mike Conley is there or because Bogdanovich is there or because Jeff Green is available? I know you've thought through every scenario here, but will the will this sort of – will the – the sum of the parts be greater than the whole or the whole of the parts be greater than the sum or whatever it was Aristotle said back in the day. <laughs> I understand the mixed metaphor, yeah. whichever one is, is correct, Gordon. Um, I would look at it like this. You know, we had a lot of change uh, in pre- in the last two or three years. We've had some pretty good continuity on the court uh, with players returning. Anytime that you have uh, – a new group of players coming together and, and a large group of players that are going to be very impactful for our season this year. I think that these players coming in have great experience and care about each other and care about the group. So while it'll take some time to gel, I think that experience that this group is bringing, even though they haven't had experience here, will help ease that transition. Our goal is simply, Mike said it, Coach Snyder said it, Dennis has said it, our goal is going to be just to get better every day. And if we you know, maintain a 
an identity of what we always have been, which is defensive-minded, unselfish. I think the character of our players will allow us to connect quickly, and hopefully that will show up quicker rather than later on the court. Justin Zanuck with us, general manager for the Utah Jazz. And uh, forgive uh, this question because this is a, a personal curiosity question, Justin, but you used to be an agent, used to be on, on that side of things. Do you think having that experience as an agent benefits you now that you're a general manager? I think any of the experiences being in the NBA uh, can help, and I've certainly had a long list of mentors, whether it's, you know, the agents that I, I grew up working with or working on my own or Kevin O'Connor or Dennis Lindsay, all of those experiences have helped. But I did, you know, I was an agent for 15 years and understanding the mindset of players uh, and, and people and also the agent business. I do respect it and understand the jobs that they have to do. So hopefully I've been able to bring a little um, empathy towards that, that group, whether whatever situation, whether it's, you know, directly related to jazz business or just contacts throughout the league that can help the jazz organization understand markets and understand um, where players' minds could be at. So any of that experience has been great. Certainly, you know, the five years that I've been here uh, in Utah have been exponential for my growth as a as an executive simply because of having Dennis and the Millers and Steve Starks here as well. But anything that I can add, I'm happy to help. Justin, uh, people are uh, some folks are curious to know how what you think of Emmanuel Moutier. He's a young player still. Uh, some people say he hasn't fulfilled his potential yet, and the Jazz are really great at developing players. What did you see in him that you think could translate onto the floor? I think it, in theory, Gordon, what it is is that we had an opportunity for a player. Uh, to come in here and, and when you have um, primary players like Mike Conley and Boyan Bogdanovich and Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert and Joe Ingles and you know none of those in a particular order, but when you're building a team with those salary levels, you also want to take opportunities to see if there's players where there's their careers. Uh, may have an opportunity to grow out here with our coaching staff who are master teachers, our health performance group that have uh, demonstrated uh, been able to really help players make strides with their bodies, their endurance, uh, their flexibility. So it's really a marriage of where Emmanuel's career was at and the opportunities that he was looking for in his, in his own career, as, as you heard in, in his media availability, an opportunity to, be with a playoff competitive team and and the reputation that coach Snyder and and his staff have built here and where if guys come here and work and are about the right things they can get better and we want players who have a hunger for that and we have an opportunity for us to see if that works out Emmanuel's got a lot of work ahead of him as all of our players do and we're excited for uh to see what he can bring to us and I know he's been excited about the opportunity as well how hard is it to say goodbye to a player like Derek Favors, who's been so important to this franchise for so long? I think Dennis uh, said it best uh, when we were in Vegas and we had our our press conference with Mike Conley and, and Boyan. He started the first five, six minutes of the press conference thanking every single player that isn't going to be with us this year. And 
obviously the one with the longest tenure is Derek. It's frankly, it's one of the hardest parts of the job, Jake. Um, it's never easy. It shouldn't ever be easy. Uh, Derek was is a great person, a great father, uh, a great player, has high character, and uh, you know I, I'm happy that it worked out to be able to get him to a place uh, where he wanted to uh, continue his career. Uh, he was able to help the Jazz and us being able to consummate a trade, and he has a starting position waiting for him, but Certainly, to answer your questions, one of the harder things to do on the job, and that goes for Ricky and and Tabo and Epe and and everybody else that has contributed here to you know successful years here over the last two or three. Do you feel, Justin, that the Jazz now are in a position where they have the talent necessary to contend for a championship? I think. Look, as you saw with the NBA summer um, a lot of our competitors have made outstanding acquisitions and I think we've we're there to compete Gordon so to get into predictions all I know is that I think we've got a very good group of players with an outstanding coach outstanding resources and uh, a great health performance group that the character of the group as they get to know each other the the work that they put in will allow us to compete and that's all you can ask for I think wherever the chips land as far as wins and losses or things that we can't predict, uh, whether that's trades, injuries, things that happen during the season. But we feel good about coming in to compete and giving these guys a chance to gel and see what they've got. Speaking of that outstanding coach, how excited is Coach Schneider to get going with these guys? Well, I'm sure you guys will hear from him soon, but – Quinn was an integral part of the entire process, as he always is, whether it's with the draft, free agency, or trade, the way we acquire players. Um, and I think that it's a shared vision from Dennis and Quinn. And again, you know, the Miller's giving us the resources to be active that way to execute this. But I think he's excited. And, you know, he's been excited the last couple of years, too. But certainly the the way the roster looks is much different this year. And uh, I know he and his his staff are working extremely hard to figure out the best way to play and, and maximize the talents of these guys coming in and, and gelling that with, you know, our existing great players. You know, Justin, I really think that there's a lot of credit to hand out here for, and obviously we don't know how this is going to work out on the floor. We'll have to wait and see how it goes, but it looks promising at this point. But, you know, between what Dennis did and what you've done and building sort of uh, the idea around the NBA that this is this is a nice place to come play, and Quinn has had an influence on that. A lot of the players mentioned him, that he was uh, part of the reason they came here. Uh, as well as, you know, the support that you've talked about with the Millers. and I mean, it just seems to be coming together in a productive way, not for just right now, but maybe on down the line. I would say this, Gordon. I think that that's been the case for the last, you know, three, four, five seasons since I was immediately sold. My first year was 2013-14 when we started a rebuild here. And we won 25 games, and the, the arena is 95% full. Um, my family instantly fell in love with Salt Lake uh, and the state and its beauty, its weather, all of those things. And, and then hiring Quinn 
1415, I think, added another piece. Frankly, the opportunities, uh, it really came together this summer where there were opportunities within the market where our uh, cap position was, where we kind of knew about what our team was and that change was needed and certain things becoming available on the market. And we were able to execute on those. I think that if those opportunities had come up the previous two or three years, the culture, the the environment, all of those things would are readily apparent to anybody that, see, that comes here and plays or lives or works with the Jazz organization or for the Millers. So kind of a nice confluence this summer, I would say, Gordon, on us being ready for the opportunities, those opportunities being available, and then us being able to execute on them. And, and by, that's credit to everybody. And by being ready for those opportunities, I'm sure, Justin, that you guys have a – a short-term plan, a long-term term plan, but with salaries of players coming up and what's uh, what what's ahead and what needs to be paid uh, in the years ahead, that you factor all that into going out and getting a Mike Conley and spending money in that direction uh, in, in between now and and when maybe some of the other contracts get more expensive. I, I assume that you put all this all the pieces of the puzzle together. Yes, sir. Uh, shout out to our director of basketball strategy, Stephen Schwartz, who's been integral in keeping us organized in our strategic planning. But yes, especially in the changing environment in the NBA, too, Gordon, uh, you've been here for a long time. You remember when there were six, seven, eight-year deals and the salary cap was 40% of what it was now and growing at 1% or 2% now. Salary cap's growing at 10% and contracts are much shorter and by that nature, team building has become much shorter. So the days of guys being uh, not just one or two people, players, but a team of 15 guys and 12 of those guys are there for five, six, seven years, just contracts and opportunities and other places, it becomes much shorter. So things become much more fluid, and you're right. We have to, we do and have a plan for that on a yearly three-year basis, five-year basis, and trying to plan for some of the things that are unknown, too. So George Allen was right. The future is now. (laughs) It's now, and it's tomorrow, and it's next year, and it's the year after, too. Well, Justin, we can't thank you enough for giving us a few minutes, and I think I speak for everybody when I say we are really excited for this season to get here. Thank you so much. Well, thanks for your guys' support and really appreciate it. Thanks for the time. Thanks, Justin.